Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Max and Mrs. Lacey. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's been a, a crazy, like, last, like, two weeks, hasn't it? Oh, Motherfuck. <laughs> Does you feel like you just want to die just a little bit? Just oh, inside? Yeah. What about outside? Do you want to die outside? Yes. Okay. You want to die all of the above? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, let's give uh, people, uh, our listeners, and we're not going to intro yet, just letting you know that, so they're just saying, this is a, no, 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 don't do that. I'm just going to give people an update, since they already know who they're listening to, because they had to click on a link somewhere, but give people an update on our dogs, on what we have right now. Okay. We have a, we have Echo, as we mentioned last time, because he was snoring up a storm. He is the f- 10-year-old Boston Terrier that we're fostering. He farts. He farts and snores. Yeah. And I really like him a lot. He gives really slobbery kisses. Yeah. Is yeah. Mm-hmm. We also have a brand new one. Mac. Mac Daddy. He's a beagle uh, wire-haired terrier mix. He's about nine, ten pounds. Yeah. A year old. He has a white face, brown head, black body. He's, He's pretty very cool. sweet. Very cute. So yeah. he likes he likes to pee on things. Yeah, and shake when it storms. It's thundering now, and he's standing on my feet, and now shivering. He's, yeah, now he's scratching my back. He just wants someone to hold him. He's a little nervous from the storm. Yeah, so. it's been it's been raining here for the last few days. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a puppy update. Yeah. And on that note, five dogs right now. Five dogs. Because we have the three amigos. You know, Winnie, Ethel, and uh, Jasperoni. And the two fosters. And the two fosters. The so five dogs. Yes, for the time being. Hopefully yeah. one of them or both of them will get adopted soon. Yes. So, adopt, don't shop, people. That's right. Nobody needs a designer doggy. Oh, even these mutts are designers, though. I mean, look at him. He's adorable. Who wouldn't want to carry him in, a, in your purse <laughs> or going down Rodeo Drive? And or... your shelter, if you are hard set on a specific breed, your shel- shelter is a surprising place to look. A lot of people, a lot of uh, purebred dogs have problems and um they end up in the shelter because their owners can't Mm -hmm. take care of them due to their problems so um a shelter is a good place to look if you want a purebred but mutts are where are mutts abound Uh (laughs) we're all mutts (laughs) well ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to our voices you are listening to the mr and mrs podcast this is episode two back we had one two weeks ago now we're having one this week yeah, we're gonna try and release them on a be like Wednesday Lee, or Thursday. Be like Jamie Lee Curtis, just be a little regular about this. We're gonna be nice and regular, like the old folks we are. Yeah, we're eating our fiber, and we're gonna do this regular. <laughs> I'm Mr. Max. 
I'm Mrs. Lacey. And uh, we are dog foster parents as, at the present moment, so <laughs> I'm just going to say that. And I've been uh, jonesing for a new set of scenery for the last few days. Yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know, I was just stuck in traffic the other day, and it hit me like a... A ton of bricks. A ton of bricks. I think I'm done with Houston. Oh. I think I'm you're, done. Are your, wing, are your wings sprouting? Just like the uh, cockroaches' wings out in New York right now? <laughs> <laughs> you've been well, we've that always had flying cockroaches in Houston, so I guess it's <laughs> something new in New York. But Yeah, your mom would vouch yeah, for that. Yeah, got a duck <laughs> around hot summer nights here. But yeah, get the travel bug. Get, not travel. The get up and go move live somewhere else yeah. bug so yeah. been looking at different places and things things ideas opportunities yeah and then you kind of realize that oh well and i'm still when you are kind of setting yourself up to maybe go somewhere else and then you're like oh but i'm still here it's kind of dragging you yeah know? so it's just anyway. like uh when you're watching a horrible movie and you, you can't leave because your friend likes it so much <laughs> And so you're just looking at the watch and it's like, wow, is this, uh, is this over yet? Is this over yet? Speaking of horrible movies, you had me watch one yesterday. That wasn't horrible. Okay, it wasn't <laughs> horrible. In, in, in today's t- tense, it would be horrible. You had me watch The Witches, which is a, a movie by, um, by um, uh, I don't know who directed it, but I knew I know Jim Henson had a big part in it. Yeah, it's a, it was interesting because The Witches is a movie that I've had in my head for a long time. I know... That when I was young, I watched this movie over and over and over again. It had it was about a convention of witches. One of them was really terrifying, and it had something to do with mice. Yeah, that's all I remember, and I remember really, really liking it. But that wasn't enough information for me to figure out what movie it was. Mm-hmm. And then I'm no, even for me. I mean, right, I, I've I described never seen it. it. I described it to Max. He didn't know what it was, and. I could never figure out what it was. And then I'm friends with the Alamo Draft House, and they post, hey, we're starting this series called Monster Mash where we air old movies. And it's this picture of Angelica Houston in this awesome witch makeup. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the movie. She looks like uh, Morticia Adams' like cousin, yeah. like Romanian cousin. <laughs> she has like the, the mod hair and like really fancy dress. and Yeah, and yeah. Then, I was so excited that I had finally, first of all, figured out what the movie was. And second of all, that I was going to get to see it on the big screen. Yeah. And when Alamo does special airings, like this one was five bucks. And Max got to see it for the first time. On the big screen. On the big screen. The cool thing is, or, or at least... Uh, um, the uh, the event coordinator over at Alamo he mentioned that they don't have a digital print of this yet. It's not out on DVD or you know or Amazon Prime or Netflix or anything like that. So they actually brought in what, a 35 millimeter print. So it's original print from back in the, in the day. Right. It was all like spliced together. There were Scratchy. certain parts that were a little you know jumpy or whatever, but it was cool. Yeah. And I it's was old school. Yeah, it was old school, and you liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. It yeah, was it's fun. Fucking dark as hell. It's dark. Uh, but the, I love that the effects stand up because oh, yeah. they're practical. Yeah, practical effects. Yeah, I mean, she is ugly as sin. It's like it's like ugly hit like ugly with a dump truck. You know, pretty much. That's a, it's, she makes a great witch what, for sure. And the funny thing is, I love Angelica Houston. I, I have like a, a, a nerd boner for her because she plays Morticia Adams. Right. Um, and she also plays the evil queen in Captain EO, which is a, a little Disney quip on that one. If you are familiar with Captain EO, is it's a Michael Jackson 3D thing that they did at the parks. But she plays the bad guy in that one, too. And she's just like, I, I always thought she was like kind of hot, you know, as a right. kid. And uh, 
think that's where my whole thing with brunettes come, comes to play. Um, but yeah, so it just it was really interesting to uh, to see her in that role where she's just ugly as fucking sin. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that. That's what we did yesterday, and then uh, also uh, Houston Restaurant Weeks is going on right now, so it's kind of cool to watch try new restaurants as well. Um, but that's pretty much where we've been at. So yeah, and I think you're up first this week. This week, yes. I mean, last week was your week. This week is my week. What you got? And uh, it kind of harkens back to something we watched on Netflix recently. Um, okay. It was off of, uh, um, on Netflix, we watched a Jim, both Jim Jeffries, uh, I think both Jim Jeffries uh, comedic specials are on there. Right. And I think his first one, I, just, I think it's either called Burn or something like that. I'm not sure about the name. Um, but he kind of mentioned something that, that kind of struck a chord with me um, about him going to Australia because he's from Australia. But he's been in America for quite a while now that he's used to the practices of going through the TSA line, right. which means we have to take off our shirt. I mean, take off our shoes, take off our, our belt buckles and uh, open up our laptops and uh, show our ID and all that other stuff. And he he's doing a domestic flight within, you know, within Australia from Melbourne to Sydney. And he's doing all this nonsense, and everyone's just like, what the hell are you doing? They're assuming that he's American because of the stupid shit that he's doing. We should listen to And that. yeah, I think I'm just going to play the, the clip right now, but you'll see how freaking ridiculous it is in a way. In a way. Right. So, let's, uh, let's, let me just play that right now. I think I've... Uh, I think I've become American, more American than I'm Australian lately. I, and there was a moment where I tipped over where I went, oh, I think like an American person now. And I'm happy to do it. I, I just, I'll tell you what happened. I was flying around, I was doing a tour of Australia, and I was flying domestically around Australia. And I, I, I'm so used to airports and stuff here in America that, okay, what happens is when you go, I was flying Sydney to Melbourne. When you fly domestically in Australia, you go up to the machine, put your name in, print your ticket out, print your bag thing, you put the bag thing on your bag yourself, and then there's a conveyor belt underneath, you throw your bag on, bag fucks off. <laughs> Don't speak to anyone. <laughs> then I go up to the gate bit and the lady's going, tickets please. And I'm holding my ID out like a fucking simpleton. Because <laughs> I get through airports quick, man. I'm like, fucking, there you go. And she went, put your ID away. I don't need to see that. And I went, I think you do. <laughs> and she went, I don't, why would I need to see your ID? And I said, I might be a terrorist. <laughs> and she went, would showing me your ID stop you from blowing the plane up? <laughs> no, I'd probably still blow the plane up, you know? So then I get up to the TSA conveyor belt thing, and I'm so good at the airports, I'm already taking my shoes off as I'm walking, right? And all the Australians behind me assume that I'm American, and they're losing their fucking shit. They're like... <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake, one of these cunts, eh? <laughs> and the TSA guy goes, Hey, mate, what are you taking your shoes off for? And I went, I don't know! <laughs> Maybe they're bombs? <laughs> and he went, but they're not, are they? <laughs> I put my shoes back on. I get my laptop out. Everyone's going mental. And the TSA guy says, very politely but extraordinarily sarcastically, goes, geez, mate, 
That's a nice computer. Why are you showing it to everyone? It might also be a bomb. And then the guy said the most Australian thing I've ever heard come out of anyone's mouth ever. He went, Oh, come on, mate. You wouldn't have two bombs. So, <laughs> it's I pretty, love that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. I, the, I, the reason why it struck a chord with me is, is I remember, like, what was it, like, almost two years ago, we went to, uh, we went to Europe. And uh, we had a couple of interconnecting flights within Europe, so... Right. Um, it made it one of those things where you didn't have to take off your shoes, take off your belt, which was unknown to me at the time. Because even if I go from here to California, here to Utah, it's a, I always have to take off the shoes, take off the belt and everything. And then so, uh, you know, I, I witnessed that and, and this thing kind of like rung a bell. And, and also a recent um, study came out, or at least um, pretty much said that, that screeners, TSA screeners, um, they fail to detect weapons 95% of the time. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder why. Why are we doing all why this? Why the fuck are we doing this? If they're so bad at detecting stuff. I mean, you can't bring anything that's like what over like 3.5 ounces or 3.2 ounces or some stupid shit like that. Right. So every time I buy stuff, I have to buy in the travel section, which means I'm spending more for what I want to, what I what I can get. I mean, I I can buy the reusable ones, but that's bullshit. I'm going to just throw them away and not carry them with me ever again right. or you have to put them in a clear plastic plastic container or you know you can't have this you can't have that and it's just it's very restrictive in regards to traveling anywhere within the united states or outside the united states to get on a fucking plane yeah flying was i mean it's always been pretty rough but it's ever since i mean all this stuff came in after 9-11 right? yeah i mean ever since 9-11 it's become i mean it's best just not to bring anything. Just yeah. buy it wherever you're going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we had a couple bombers that changed that. I mean, we had the uh, obviously the 9/11 bom- um, not bombers but suicide guys. They brought box cutters in. You right. know, so obviously that's a problem. We shouldn't bring box cutters. Okay, that makes sense. Box box knives and box cutters. I understand that. Right. Or even like toenail knives. I understand that as well. Um, but I mean, the underwear bomber caused that whole like bringing like liquids onto the plane. The whole 3.2 liquid level. They thought you know is it, who makes the decision that 3.2 ounces is not dangerous, you know? I guess who's ever in charge of the TSA, right? It's just, it's the just TSA like, is not government-ran, right? It, it's yeah, a private, it's, private organization? It's not a private organization. It's, it's actually a, uh, it's, it's, uh, managed by Homeland Security. So it's, it's under that umbrella. It used to be part of the FAA, and then now it's actually moved over to, to the TSA, which is its own company, our I own see. branch of, the, of Homeland Security. So... They're the ones that um, that do all that, and um, and it's just one of those things that it just when it comes out that the that they're failing their security screenings, that ninety five percent of weapons are uh, are not being reached. And this study came out like I I don't know like around earlier this year, like about three or four months ago. Right. Um. But the cool thing is, is I've been monitoring my Facebook feed lately, and now um, the TSA are, are their on Homeland Security are kind of like boasting a little bit on what they found. Recently, they found a guy that brought a 3D printed gun onto an airplane with with ammunition. Now, the gun wasn't operable because it didn't have a firing pin, but it was a gun that had 22 round, 22 bullets, um, not 22 bullets, but 22 caliber bullets, 
like five or six of them with this gun that was meant to go inside this gun that was made by a 3D printer. That means it was all plastic. Wow. So it, it, it could go through a security screening and everything, but because it was inoperable, he wasn't, he's not able to check it with them. He's, I mean, he's not able to put it in his carry-on, which he's what he did. He has to put check it, it just because it's it, it, even if it's a replica, you have to check all your weapons. Right. Because little, little do people know, you can bring your weapons onto an airplane. The thing is, you can't carry them on with you. Right. You have to check them, stow them underneath. Um, you know, so if you're a hunter or anything, didn't know that you know you can bring weapons aboard, um, as long as you're not carrying them in person. Uh, but it was just one of those things that they were to- they were boasting about this online, like it was all over my feed and everything, like five or six places that. Um, the TSA found this 3D printed gun because it's a brand new technology, you know. So it's it's just, it's really interesting that how uh, how restricted uh, American uh, you know Americans uh, or America's uh, screening process is to get on an airplane that they start boasting their failure rate or not boasting their failure rate but bo- boasting their capture rate because they found something out of the ordinary. Right. Yeah, that is interesting. So, um, with a night, I mean, what kind of weapons are they checking? I mean, ninety-five percent pass rate. What is that including, like knives and things like that? I mean, that's going to be your knives. It's going to be your even like martial art weapons, stuff like Uh that. I'm sure those count. I can't believe that. Like, I'm so nervous to bring like my toenail clippers my toenail clippers or my medications mm-hmm. or something on a plane and the fact that the guy sitting next to me could have snuck like a a gun in <laughs> yeah. i mean because you know if it's a 95 percent failure rate you have to realize somebody's brought a gun at least once or twice right that's so you interesting know, so. and in order to bring a gun on an airplane it's just like that's scary stuff right there because you're in a pressurized cabin yeah i mean i know when we went to europe it was was it the first airport we landed in mm-hmm. that we got off on the tarmac? Oh, Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, that was in that was in France. Yeah, and took a bus to the airport. <laughs> like a 35-minute bus ride. <laughs> we almost missed our connecting flight. We were supposed to go to Frankfurt, and so it la- we landed in Charles de Gaulle, and then we had to go from our area to a different, like a little small little ass plane to go to Frankfurt, Germany. Right, but I've never been on a, t- a tarmac to load before. I was like, th- I don't know why, but this doesn't seem safe to me. <laughs> it seems but like it- I'm on an old Casablanca film set. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, we have to, you have to think that the reason they're doing it, at least in some part, is to make people feel safe so they'll continue flying, mm-hmm. right? Like if I'm going through all this rigmarole, rigmarole, I don't know. Rigmarole. What is that? Rigmarole. What is? Rigmarole. Okay. If I'm doing that, the terrorists must also be doing that. And so therefore... We're safe. We're safe. It's an umbrella. Right. But it's it's, it's pretty much just, I mean, it, with the study coming out about the 95% failure rate, that's a lie right. when it comes down and to and people it. aren't afraid to fly anymore i mean the terror <laughs> the terrorist <laughs> that was a freudian slip the <laughs> airline companies are making tons of money hand over fist now there was a spot where a lot of them were tanking but they're making a ton of money well, now there, people there, aren't afraid to fly anymore there was a brief moment where they were tanking because of the fact that fuel prices skyrocketed and so that's when they lost. And then they started doing fuel surcharges and charging for everything that goes on a plane. So pretty much under the guise of that. And now they're not taking it away. I mean, fuel's at, at its cheapest rate. It's been since the, since 2008. Right. And now they're just, you know, making hand, money hands over fist because of the fact they're able to. And they're never going to turn it turn down a free buck now because people are used to it. 
Yeah, they but, are. And what else are you going to do? I mean, not go see your family. You're going to not travel the world, just sit when you're old and be like, yeah, I wanted to visit Spain, but the baggage charges. All those ridiculous baggage charges. (laughs) Sorry, Gam, Gam, you had cancer. I can't go visit you because I couldn't fly out. You just, I mean, and there's no, there's no real choice. You just kind of bite your bottom lip and and pull off your shoes. (laughs) Pull off your shoes, take off your belt. And, and and a lot of people uh, now this isn't under under the veil of the airport security but there's a whole big movement going out right now that people aren't dressing up for flights anymore like they used to that is really stupid right like you're not wearing your suit and tie going on a plane <laughs> yeah I had someone yeah one of my Facebook friends recently commented about how he was taking a long like bus ride from Houston to Dallas. And he was remarking in the terminal how how sloppily people dress to travel now. Yeah. And I was like... On a bus? Yeah. Are we talking about like Greyhound or are we talking no, about it that, was that, like delu- a, is it yeah, that it's deluxe, the deluxe bus? Okay. But even so, I mean, I don't... It's such an old-timey idea, right? That you're like going to wear... Your fedora? <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when airplanes were new and like you needed to put on your best coat and tie because you might die in the plane <laughs> and you want to make sure... But I don't understand it. It's well, such a weird idea. Uh, like, if I'm sitting, I want to be comfortable. And I don't really care what people around me think. I'm like, going to say this. If my it. nuts itch on the plane, I don't want to go through some wool slacks to try to get to them. I'm, <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm going I'm to wear... Like, I'm going to wear my best gusseted garment. <laughs> gusseted garment. I know that's not what that, that means. That is not what I that like means. That you just want to say gusseted, not gussied up, but gusseted. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But no, I'm going to wear my best uh, suit and tie with mm-hmm. long coattails. With, with fedora. With, <laughs> with my top hat. And my, and my trench coat. It's such an odd, it's such an old person it's idea, right? This is like back in the day when they give you free cocktails and hand jobs in the back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Give me an old fashioned with my old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That's a. It's a strange idea. It's archaic. It's archaic, really. And it, yeah, I think. I mean, getting gussied up occasionally, I understand it. But the whole idea of dressing proper ever is kind of dying. Yeah. Like people, we don't ever. It's a novelty now. That's what it is. Yeah, but we go to nice restaurants all the time. We hardly dress up. People around us aren't dressed up. Like. It's an old school idea. But you do realize, like, if we do eat at a fine restaurant, if we don't dress up, they're going to sit us in the back and it's the kitchen. But that's only if we eat at a restaurant that has old people in it. Because sometimes we eat at restaurants that are very old school. Right? We eat at old school restaurants where women with fancy hats are. And they'll sit us in the the back in the undesirable section. And I don't mind because... I'm still eating the same fucking food. I'm still eating the food and they can sit me wherever they want. But... We still we eat at nice restaurants that people our age eat at. No one is dressed nice. Yeah. People are in shorts or, or you know, tank They're tops their, and their NFL jerseys and shit like that. Right, and it doesn't really matter. I think the idea of getting dressed up or being dressed up all the time yeah. when you're out in public is kind of a 
Well, it's like an the, old idea. That's the whole thing I was, I was talking about. It's like more of a novelty now. Because, I mean, even at Disneyland, they have what's called Dapper Days, which people dress up like they're in from the 50s to go to Disneyland when, like, when it's open. And I could see the allure of that. That sounds fun. That sounds like you're wearing a fucking costume. Right. But, you know, like going out to uh, to the air, an airplane, in an airplane like a th- on a three-hour flight, on a 14-hour flight, I can't fucking imagine wearing a suit or slacks or a polo even. To, to go on an airplane for that long. Because, I mean, right. 14 fucking hours in the air is like, in coach, right. is the worst fucking thing you could do yeah, to Yeah, why yourself. would I dress up for that? It's uh, terrible. It's hell. I hate it. And I don't, why would I dress up for it? It doesn't, I'm never going to see these assholes again. I don't care what I look like. I'm going to wear sweats or my pajama pants and try to be as comfortable as I can in the... Yeah, in a hoodie with my hood up because I don't want to see anyone because I don't want them in my air because I don't want them in my space. And I'm just going to fly on this death (laughs) shuttle for the three fucking hours I have to be on it. Death tampon And if you don't like the way I look, then read your fucking magazine and stop looking at me. Or listen to your fucking music. Right. Watch your movies. You know, shit like that. But yeah, so uh, I know that that verged off from the TSA thing a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of just overall griping, but it is uh, because I'm in the professional world. So I do have to dress up. You're expected to. to meet people's expectations five days a week. And if anyone from my work ever sees me outside of it, like I am in shorts or capris and I am not the type of girl that probably should wear shorts or capris, but I still motherfucking do because it's hot. And, balls out here. <laughs> and I never wear a stitch of makeup and I, I just, I, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, it's such an, to me, it's still an old school mentality. The fact that the way you look is directly related to the work you produce. Oh man. <laughs> oh, echo. <laughs> Fucking that hell. is all right. The old dog farted. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like sour death. That's what that smells like. But you can see it in like a, like um, the kid from Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. 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 Like when he showed up to his. Um, his buyout meeting. like this, His buyout uh, meeting. And he was like. Public a meeting. Hood, yeah. His um, initial public offering meeting. And he was wearing like a hoodie and, and everybody's jeans. like, well, I never. <laughs> and I'm like, why the fuck do you care what he's wearing? He's worth more than you're ever going to ever see in your life. That kid is worth billions. And you want to talk about what he's wearing? Give me a fucking break. Not, you're so archaic. Not too long ago, he shared a Facebook post of his closet. And it's nothing but the same hoodie and, <laughs> and like jeans that he wears. It's fucking awesome. I mean... And that's what they say about those those people that they're like that. They're very right. smart. They wear the same thing over and over again because they know what they like. You know? Right. And, and, you know, Steve Jobs did the same thing. And Right. And don't get your panties in a bunch if someone doesn't no. look as fancy as you do. Because no. some people, it's just not important to them. So. No, it's just not. It's just not. But you anyway. it be important to you. That's just me. That's just me. Don't get your coattails in a ruffle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's my topic. It's kind of a, a, a overall encompass of... of <laughs> airline shit but you know i i'm just saying this now just 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 stop let's just stop with the 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 big ass screening the 3d screening where they see my junk through the sinew of my pants um (laughs) you know it's like it's i don't want to see it 
they don't want to see it. Why the hell do we have to go through this social contract that I have to go get probed every time I go through airport security to go to fucking Phoenix, Arizona? I don't fucking get it. Yeah, it's strange. I wonder... I mean, it is just because of 9-11, though, right? That's the, well, that was the catalyst. I mean, have other countries... I mean, have any other countries had that similar experience? No. Where I, they I mean, experienced violence through airlines, and so now they're... No. I mean, because you go through France's... Or was it France or Germany? Where they just have people walking... They just have guards walking around with AK-47s. Yeah, just, yeah, with their with their machine guns just walking around. Mm-hmm. And they're around the corner and everything. They have dogs and stuff like that. It was Germany... It was both Germany and France. Right. Um, that both have that. And and that's knowing, knowingly so. I mean, France has been attacked. Um, you know, the first attack that there was, was there was, like, right before we, we got there. You right. know? So that the... Uh, what, the magazine attack. And so, and then there's been two or one or two after that now, so. Right. And, and well, maybe if they had the machines where you could see the sinew of your junk, it wouldn't be happening. Yeah. I'm just worried about somebody, like, rubbing one out while they're looking at me. Really? Yeah. Some, that's what you're worried some about. Some woman. woman <laughs> not some guy. Some woman. She's like, man, that is some man meat right there. <laughs> she pauses it. She zooms in just a little bit. And if you're wondering where the male ego comes from... We are witnessing from, it right now. It's come from the sinew is of my that junk. Every woman is just sitting around waiting to get a piece. If only they of, could. Of Mr. Max. Of Mr. Max. <laughs> Shut up. It's an amazing thing, the male ego. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. But that's my topic for this week. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of shitty topic, but whatever. I think it's great. Okay. All right. If well, I that, say that's it's great. It's great. Oh. But I, since we're in the middle of an intermission right now, uh-huh. uh, I'd like to welcome back Brazen Stones to the fold of podcastery. Yes, we both came back. Yeah, uh, so Mikey Funko, Slappy McNuts, and uh, Johnny Cuervo just released an episode today. Oh. I guess today, well today, which is Monday, the, Monday the 15th of August of our Lord's 2016. The year of our Lord 2016. Um, so, yeah, we released an episode. If you want to go, go check them out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com. Uh, Brazen Stones forward slash Brazen Stones podcast. I'm not sure. I'm sure you just search for Brazen Stones. You'll see them. Yeah, good time. Brass balls. So now that I'm done with my topic mm-hmm. and my little shout out there, we're up to you, Mrs. Lacey. I'm up. Yeah. So what are we talking about? I want to talk about the uh, lynch mob mentality that's online. Okay. So lynch mob mentality in what way? Um. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Well, I if you perused any uh, uh, what's it called YouTube comments while watching the uh, Ghostbusters preview, yes, you know <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's this idea that you know a story is released and someone poses a an opinion, and then people just start gathering on this opinion, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon we mean are we are vilifying the person or we are vilifying something and then usually a petition is put in place of some some sort and it gets thousands of signatures and we all kind of sit around feeling morally superior than whatever poor sap is in the like we're talking about the article that we just read and, and it, the cool i mean this is i can throw a dart anywhere on the internet and pretty much say that 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 that's happened you know right. pretty much. 
I mean, let's one of the most common ones that happened was, like I said, the Ghostbusters trailer. Right. Uh, you know, everyone's saying it's ruining my childhood or tradition and shit like that. But the underlying cause of that was technically the fact that there's all f- four female cast members right. cast as uh, the Ghostbusters compared right. to the four males that used to be there. Right. Um, and this, I mean, this idea, it can t- sometimes work for good. You know, the uh, it can change certain company policies. You know, sometimes companies release ridiculous standards um you know uh what is it one of those maybe american apparel or something released a t-shirt that was shows nipples of everybody wears it no i think that's part of the marketing gimmick (laughs) no it was something about i I thought then it was like having 12 year olds wear and then you could see the nipples of the 12 year olds (laughs) through everything it was something about chris hansen's behind him like this looking at you it was something about glamorizing anorexia or something and so it kind of went viral and then american apparel you know released an apology and removed it Mm -hmm. so you know sometimes it can it can be good it can shine light on a social issue you know like black lives matter or police shootings things like that but i see it so much in articles where like i noticed it so much in that whole harambe um monkey business the the cleveland zoo shooting thing where the kid fell in and the monkey or the gorilla not the monkey right monkey uh went in and terrorized the kid a little bit right and you and i had a big in-depth conversation about that because i remember thinking i don't understand why and this always happens too when um a kid gets left in a hot car like not on purpose but like the parent goes to work accidentally and the kid is passed out in the back and then they come out of their parking garage and we're not talking about the parent that like goes to the gaming room with the kid in the hot car we're talking about like the one that that they mean newborn, to drop newborn, them off newborn on kid. Daycare. They're not used to having the kid process. Uh, thought the wife took him to daycare or whatever, whatever it is, and then accidentally left the other kid in the car without knowing it. You know, right, that does, and that all does you happen. need to do is check out the comment section of any of these articles, <laughs> and you're going to find all of these morally superior people where this sort of thing would never, ever, ever happen to them. Mm-hmm. And it's strange to me the need to do that. Like, where does that come from? Why, as a society, do we need so badly to... S- I mean, the the lady at the zoo, this whole petition was started on her to remove the kid, uh, to have child protection services, remove the kid, mm-hmm. because obviously she can't watch a kid if he fell into the enclosure. And it's it's like... If you are alive now, like I know me coming from a teenage mom and my brother, you know, my mom had me when she was 16, my brother when she was 18 and no parent is perfect. Every parent is tired. And if you somehow made it through without falling into a gorilla enclosure or whatever, you were probably just fucking lucky. Like, (laughs) I mean, not everything has to do with good parenting. And yes, every parent needs to be good on their own but it's just it's so strange to me that they all sit back and think like well nothing like that could ever happen to me and it's like anything could happen to you your brat can crawl over anything right yeah but it's the crazy. thing you have to realize that it, it's a it's a double faceted thing here though i mean it's a just like i mentioned with the whole ghostbusters thing it's a whole bunch of people that just want to just berate and judge somebody 
and and us as a society we're just keen to doing that right you know? we I just mean, love doing which it. Is, it, it it makes us who it makes us tick i right. guess i should say I mean, it's even in the Bible way back in the day that, you know, people who judge people, you know, if you if you are non without sin, you know, cast the first stone if you're blah, 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 um, having to do with that. But, um, you know, this just showing you how far back it goes. Right. That this does, that people do judge people and people judge people regularly and people judge people on purpose. And, yeah. and the Internet just makes it so much easier. Yeah, it really does. And it's crazy because every every parent has to have that moment where they are a little sleepy and they do something and they're like, shit, <laughs> you know? Oh shit. I'm glad no one caught me doing that. Or, Oh shit. I'm glad my kid didn't fucking die. Yeah. And this lady's moment happened to be in the middle of a fucking zoo and a lucky zoo. and lucky for you that the moment that your kid got away from you, it didn't fall into a monkey enclosure, yeah. but for that poor bitch, it did. And, well, and shouldn't you feel bad for her? And shouldn't you? I mean, I know it was an in, unfortunate incident, but Jesus Christ, we're not, nobody's perfect, yeah. you know? But I mean, I think the big, another thing about this Harambe case is not just the fact of the parent, but a lot of people were pissed off that the, that the gorilla had to die because of it. Right. And that's a, that's an understandable, I mean, this animal's dead because of this parent not watching her kid. Right, you know, you have to you have to realize that, and I think that a lot of the hatred comes from that, because now there's an innocent life or innocent uh, gorilla that's now dead, that was only doing what gorillas fucking do in the fucking zoo. Right, but what I don't understand is suddenly, like half of the comment section, are on these sorts of things are suddenly like child care experts, right, mm -hmm. and how to the only proper way to care for a child and none of this would have ever happened and get off your fucking phone or cell phone right and half of the other articles are like monkey experts like obviously the monkey was showing the kid love or whatever <laughs> it's like maybe the people that worked with this monkey for however long this monkey was alive were the proper people to figure out if it needed to die because it was going to kill this kid and sure they want to kill one of their own gorillas there right why would, why would they want to do that right but all i'm saying is because everybody wants to shoot a fucking gorilla is that what it is a kid goes missing and everybody thinks oh why wasn't the parent there why you know sh terrible things happen all the time i think of my childhood and i'm constantly amazed that i made it out okay i think most of us are because we just i mean we all rode the bus by ourselves we were all out side we we've were all, all taking candy from a stranger right we've all done really stupid shit that we never told our parents about and you know most of us make it out and some of us fall in monkey enclosures and shit happens like some of us fall in monkey enclosures <laughs> well okay, just that one one kid. okay okay just the one kid the, the only other one example that just happened recently was that kid at, at disney world too the right. one that now now he was with his parents right and they just turned around for a brief moment and that's saying you know he's gator food right so and I mean, the same kind of backlash happens i mean like i said with the hot car you know and every parent thinks well that could never happen to me and their that parent must not care about their child or whatever no. and then i know personally that one of my someone that i know they said they were one of those people they cared so much about their children they they live their li entire lives for their children and then one day she she was tired and running on, like two, running hours on two hours of sleep and completely forgot. And it wasn't tragic. She 
remembered, but it was like that. Suddenly you realize it's not parents that don't care about their children. It's parents doing the best they can and anybody can fuck up. If the woman who uh, whose kid fell into the gorilla enclosure didn't care about her kid, the kid wouldn't have been at the zoo. Right. The kid would have been l- at home. hanging out in front of the TV, yeah. right? Because at least this parent is trying to provide some sort of enrichment for this child. Yeah. Same thing about the Disney World kid. Right. Yeah. If they didn't care about the kid, they uh, wouldn't have paid so much fucking money to go to Disney World. And... The resort that that happened in is like one of the most costliest resorts there. So Right. <laughs> and sometimes the lynch mob mentality, it can result from, I mean, it can even be dangerous. This, like, I know when everyone was kind of in a rage about this George Zimmerman thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone should be in a rage, you know. Enraged about it, yeah. But I think it was Spike Lee tweeted out George Zimmerman's address what he thought was George Zimmerman's address, but it was this elderly couple's address. They got their home vandalized. They started getting death threats. And we're so anxious. Once we're in that mob mentality, we're so anxious to kind of jump at anything. Street justice. That we just look at one person's random tweet and go and destroy property over it. Like, I mean, I don't know. Check your sources, I guess. I don't know. Speaking of George Zimmerman, he just got, like, got punched at a restaurant the other day, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. I really think that the need to vilify, it comes from this idea that we need to be able to say, oh, that's what that person did wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to be able to say, that terrible thing couldn't happen to me because I'm better than that person, right? Yeah. Like if you look at the comment section of uh, any of the police shooting videos... It's every white person saying, well, that's what he did wrong. He talked back to the officer or that's what he did wrong. He moved his hands off the steering wheel or, oh, that's what he did. She put his hands up in the air. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's what she did wrong. She was smoking a cigarette. Oh, and what they're trying to do is in their own heads think this isn't wrong. What's happening, whatever happened in the video, that's so terrible, but it's not going to happen to me. No, my kid isn't going to fall into a monkey enclosure. My kid isn't going to die in a hot car. I'm never going to get shot five times by a police officer because that person was in the wrong. That person is guilty. And it's hard to just say to address the real issue, right? It's easier to just point the finger and say, well, that person's wrong. They're so wrong. Let's start an online petition. Let's instead of trying to empathize and figure out what happened how we can move forward. It's all about assigning guilt so that we can sit back in our own office chairs and, and feel think, good about our and lives. feel are good about our decisions. Jinkies. Yeah. That sounds deep. Yeah. It's maybe a, a little and, too and, deep. And, and, too deep. Put a rest to sleep. In the words of Ice Cube. <laughs> Today was a good day. Today was a good day. So anyway, next time you're reading an article and you think to yourself, Wow. That kid, that person must obviously not love their kid. And it wasn't a case of like the kid being locked in a closet for four years or something. It was just try empathy. Check yourself. Check yourself to see if you're trying to assign blame to make yourself feel better. And try to empathize. And don't 
add on to the mob mentality. Just don't put fuel on the fire, if you will. Yeah, if you're not adding anything to the conversation, don't have the conversation. Just, just no. Don't be that person in the comment section. Don't be a douchebag. That makes the internet suck. Yeah. There's enough of them. Trolls. Hmm. That's what they are. No, trolls are people that intentionally do it for a reaction. Some people are just terrible people. Those are called trolls, too. That's another horrible movie, by the way, Trolls (laughs) 2. I'm not not trying to discount it. It's just like, trolls do the same shit, but they're not. I know you're not referring about trolls. We're just talking about people. Just people that that feel the need to spew their hate. Yeah. Onto the internet. Yeah. 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 That's it. Anyway, just to confirm, George Zimmerman did get punched in the face while talking while bragging about Tray- Trayvon Martin. Yeah, he was in a restaurant. He was saw a guy that had a white pride tattoo or something and went up to talk to him and he was kind of bragging about the incident and then another guy heard him and came up and said you're bragging about that and punched him right in the face. I, I think he asked him, are you George Zimmerman? He goes, yeah, you're the guy who killed Trayvon Martin, right? Yeah, and he he was pretty excited about it because he thought that he was like in good Fans. company because every, all the, everyone that he was talking to was white, including the guy that punched him. <laughs> so he was like, hey, these are my people. No, we're not on your side, George Zimmerman. <laughs> that was great. It was great. And then he called like, police officers and he's like you need to bring like six or seven guys down here and the guy just like rode off on his motorcycle <laughs> he was like no mm-hmm. i'm good I'm yeah good. i'm good fam right but yeah so apparently george zimmerman only stands his ground when it's a 16 year old black kid <laughs> unarmed black kid right unarmed <laughs> black kid not a big white guy with a beard that comes and punches him in the face <laughs> I would have I would have laughed if it was the white supremacist guy that punched him in the face. <laughs> he was like a swastika. Are you bragging about that? You gave us a bad name. We don't love kid killers. But yeah. So well, mm, that was a good topic. Yeah. And now it's time for the the world famous, famous. Why do I always say famous? It, I don't it know, comes out that way. Thing. The world famous learning corner. Yeah, we're gonna have some else too, real there. It's real sweet. You know what? This is my week for the learning corner, and um, I was gonna go drop or not drop some knowledge, but you just uh, talk a little bit about the Olympics. Yeah, I'm not going to. I decided to change it up like last second. Really? You I know why? Because I don't want to piss in people's Cheerios. Did you research stuff about the Olympics? Yeah. Oh shit. What were you gonna do? It on? I was gonna talk about No Man's Sky. Oh, <laughs> I can't talk about that game at all. Well, you could talk talk about how much you don't like it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. No, we're talking about the Olympics. <laughs> I'll talk about No Man's Sky some other time. I just didn't want to piss in people's Cheerios because my my topic about the Olympics is actually kind of a shitty topic in regards to it. All right, we can wait and talk about it t- when the Olympics are done. No, no, we should do it now. We should. No, because when people we pissed in people's Cheerios about the fucking um, lottery and we haven't heard the end of it. <laughs> so. <laughs> You can okay, okay. You can still play the lottery. It just—I just want to tell you, when they say it's for schools or veterans, they're lying to you. 
It's a for-profit thing for the government. Let's just tell you that. I mean, yes, they pay out and stuff like that, but it's just, just think of that one ticket that you had that won something. It just you didn't ever cashed in, and the government gets to keep that money if you don't get it within sixty days. <laughs> How shitty is that? All right. Well, what do you want to talk about your your video again? I, I okay. So last Friday, I bought No Man's Sky. I wasn't feeling well, so I decided to you know buy a game and make me feel better. And I was ill, not like mentally or depressed or anything like that. But I just I was I was stuck at home, so I decided to play buy a game. And so um, I bought No Man's Sky. It just came out this last Tuesday, and it's a it's a rather interesting game. Yeah. Um. It it okay. So the premise is hard to, to describe, but it's pretty much a space space uh, space exploration game. So you uh, start off, you have this crashed ship that you're in, and you have to go fix the ship in order to get off this planet that you're on. Um, essentially what you can do is you can mine, you can uh, bounty hunt, you can uh, sell stuff, you can be a trader, you can be a smuggler, you can pretty much do whatever you want in this game. It's a free-for-all, do-whatever-you-want type of game. But the cool thing is about this game is that everything, the flora, the fauna, and the planets are all generated by the system itself so pretty much every living plant living animal uh planet are all generated just pretty much just for you and so far i've been playing for god knows how long i'm starting to think (laughs) about it (laughs) pretty much all day every day all day every day in between tv shows in between meals stuff like that and it's it's other than us watching the movie yesterday, that's the time I really did not play. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I've been playing a lot, and I, I, f- so far only came across one star system that's been explored by somebody else. Now it's not a an online game in the in the sense that you can meet other people and stuff like that, but it is a online game in the fact that you can come across things that other people have discovered. And so that's one of the coolest things about this game is that it's so unique. And so vast and so big that it 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 just captivates. It captivates me at least. It's it, it's it's just a very creative playing style. But at the same time, I do have a couple gripes with it. Um, one gripe is is I I'm feeling like I'm working, like I am going from point A to point B. In order for me to get off the planet that I'm currently on, I have to harvest things in order to just get just to get off the planet. And so that feels like I'm working. I have to do something in order to proceed this character to go along. Now, the goal of the game is to get to the center of the galaxy. And I don't know how long that's fucking going to take, that's, that's going to take me, but I know coming up, I have to go through a black hole somewhere, somewhere, which I'm pretty excited about, but I heard if you go through a black hole that um, your ship may fall apart, which kind of scares me a little bit because I've already invested so much in my ship and myself and everything. So, right. But it's just one of those things that I, I, I like it. I think it's a really exciting game. I think it's very customizable. I think it's cool that you could see adorable little creatures that you've never seen before that have like horns or little tiny legs or stuff or stuff that floats. Like I had this squid thing that was floating in the air looking at me with 12 eyes and like a weird concave head. And I'm just like, I've never seen this before. This is awesome. And you could save it to your database and, you know, save it as one of the items that you've never seen before. And you're just giving me this blank stare, like I'm like we're talking about math or something like that. Like, <laughs> like you were me talking about math. No, no, I'm just listening. Yeah. But I, it's just really cool. I, I think it's really it's it's nice and you know 
user oriented and and one of those things I think I recommend people to try. It's out on the PS4. I think it's out on PC right now. Uh, it's a very beautiful game. Um, you've seen me play probably for a couple hours and you think it's cool. So yeah, it's cool. I, the only thing I know about it is I was reading a, I think it was a Vice article or something like Vice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it talked about the Sentinel drones. Are, yes. The idea is, are the Sentinel drones um, what we will eventually get to on Earth to get keep people from plundering the Earth? Yeah. Because I guess the when you're on a planet long enough, as if you just take what you need to survive, most of the Sentinel drones are okay. But if you start pillaging everything on that planet then sentinel drones show up to kill you. Yes. Right. And they are relentless. Mm-hmm. And so the point is, is don't blast a planet to death. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's actually kind of cool. I didn't mention that, but when you first start, they, they kind of teach you that they, uh, when you try to find stuff for your ship to fix it up, they'll have a sentinel drone go after you and then there'll be three of them. And then another one, they, they progress into like little floating drones that start shooting at you. Then they progress to dog looking ones that start shooting at you. And eventually, two big old ATST ones, like two legged, fifteen tall, fifteen foot tall ones, that will start shooting at you. And it's like a warning, or not a warning, but like a wanted level, like on Grand Theft Auto. So you have to kind of skip, dodge, or get out, of, get in your plane or whatever, and get the, get the hell out of there, so you can get out of their area of influence, so they just don't start killing you. And um, every planet has drones to protect them. Um, and certain ones are are moderate. Some certain ones don't care. Certain ones are on high alert. So even if they see you, they'll kill you. So just depending on how I guess how precious the resources are on there, right, will determine on how the sensitivity level of those drones. Right, yeah, that's and that's an interesting idea for. Well, there has the, to be a bad guy. The I mean, conservation effort here on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that, at, I guess that in this in this video game that it is so expansive that people don't run into each other at all that you've only ever encountered one area that was explored by another person and and even that you're encountering sentinel drones and i guess what this article was talking about is just imagine how much damage seven billion people could do if they were on one planet together you know like you're on one planet hopping around shooting things and you get drones to show up and yeah it's kind of an interesting metaphor yeah, yeah it is interesting but yeah so if you want to play um no man's sky i recommend it um if you're on playstation network you can add me i'm hat bo- hat box ghost ghst 666 so i may see you on there if you want to but other than that i mean that's kind of all i wanted to mention because it, it is a really topical game everyone's playing it i think uh I have two friends on on PlayStation Network that bought it and pl- are playing it. Um, I have a lot of people who want to get it, and it's probably going to be a pretty top hit later on this year when Christmas comes around. So. Cool. So, but check it out. All right. We'll talk about the Olympics next time after they're yes, done. Yes, after they're done, which they're done pretty soon, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so. All right. Well, it's that time. Yes. So. On behalf of the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast, I am Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. You can find us on www.mrandmrspodcast.com. You can listen to us on, not on Stitcher yet, I'm trying to get on there, still having a problem, but on iTunes, um, on TalkShoe, and on Blueberry. So you can find us on all the popular RSS feeds as well. Yeah, just um, 
I'll put our RSS feed in our next Facebook post. And that's mm-hmm. always the easiest is to just copy that RSS feed and put it into your own player. Yeah. And most players, uh, they're, if you're on Android, there's a lot of free players out there. Um, but if you have, if you have an iPhone, go add us on iTunes, Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. We're up there. Right. But yeah. So, well, that's our show for this week. We'll talk to you later in two weeks. And howdy. Sign our bitches. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.